Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This podcast is sponsored by Carrie-Anne's Boutique, a wonderful baby business steeped in Spanish and traditional styles. Ages newborn and upwards with lots of knitted outfits, stunning dresses, luxury cozy toes for pram suit push chairs and car seats, bags, shoes and shawls, all personally order picked and packed by Carrie-Anne herself. All parcels are sent via Royal Mail and posted out within two to three working days. Find Carrie-Anne's Boutique on Instagram, Facebook or the website is www.carrieannesboutique.co.uk. I'm Nadia Essex, also known as the Clueless Mum. And darlings, I did it! I gave birth! If you're just joining the Clueless Mum podcast, then buckle up, because I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I survived the pregnancy, and now the real work begins. Join me as I start my journey raising my beautiful son, Ezekiel Michael, and more than ever, I need your help. Welcome to the Clueless Mum Series 2. Well, hello, my darlings. We are back, baby. And I've got a baby. (laughs) It's official. I um, gave birth. Uh, He has arrived. We are now um, four months in. And you're going to hear a lot of crying, cooing, popping off, no doubt. and general baby stuff, because uh, he's on my lap as we're recording this. Teething at the moment, which is uh, less than fun, let's just say that. But we did it. We, uh, I had a baby during a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> of all the people in all the world, it would be me, wouldn't it, darlings, that literally has a baby and then two weeks later we go into lockdown. Uh, it was extremely scary. Um, but you know what, looking back on the last few months, I actually kind of enjoyed lockdown. I probably shouldn't say that because obviously I like, I know a lot of people have died and it's like really scary and everyone's got anxiety, but looking like now lockdown's easing and basically over, I look back and I'm like, Oh, I I liked it. (laughs) It was like the perfect excuse to not be sociable um not have to worry about I mean there were days I didn't even get dressed I think that's probably every newborn mum but literally there were days when I just didn't get dressed I didn't even have a shower actually on some days if I'm completely honest I had um a a fairly eventful birth I ended up having an emergency c-section and so when I came home um obviously I was trying to recover from that as well as looking after a new baby, as well as trying to breastfeed. Um, And then when we went into lockdown, it was just the two of us. I had no help at all. Um, So that was pretty intense. And I look back now and I think, oh my gosh, I don't actually know how we got through, but we survived. Uh, And (laughs) I think the weirdest part about lockdown as well is we it was just us two for such a long time i'll never forget the first time i changed his nappy in front of somebody and was like really self-conscious because no one had ever seen me change his nappy 
And I was like, oh, what if I'm doing it wrong? And it's a nappy. There's not many ways you can do it wrong. But it was just as we came out of lockdown, as I started to like see people and, you know, see family, I just got really anxious and it just became, you know, something that I'd have to think about because obviously we were in, we, I mean, they talk about the bubble. We were in a bubble. It was beautiful. I absolutely loved our bubble. And then getting out and actually having to like see people, the bubble bursts quite quickly because you have to, you know, get dressed, <laughs> have a shower and make sure your baby's clean and make sure they've got I mean the amount of crap you have to leave your house with is unbelievable you know change of clothes nappies nappy sacks wipes milk it's all it's like a military operation to get out the house and I have to give myself about a 30 minute window just to try and get out the house because yeah I always forget something I think the biggest thing that I probably learned, and I'm actually grateful for lockdown because it made me be extremely independent very, very quickly. You know, overnight, I was it was just Zeke and I, and we were alone. And I had to do it all by myself. The night feeds, the day feeds, there was no break, there was no rest. It was all on my shoulders. And at those first few weeks, I was shitting myself. I was so scared because, you know, I did my NCT class and all the antenatal and that was great. But I found that they didn't really tell you what to do when the baby comes. Like they talk a lot about the birth. And I suppose when you're pregnant, all you can think about is birth. So when it comes time for the baby to be here, you you can't even think that far forward. You're just trying to concentrate on like giving birth to this baby. So when he was here, it was like, I really felt like I didn't know a lot. I mean, you know, they don't call me the clueless mum for nothing, darlings, because it is absolutely true. And so with the kind of knowledge that I knew nothing, if that's a even a thing, came a sort of confidence because there was nobody here to judge me. And I couldn't ask any advice because, I mean, I could ask advice, but I didn't have anyone here to bounce ideas off and ask advice. So it was just us. We had to, from dawn till dusk, 24 hours a day we had to get through the day and I had no one here to criticize so I didn't feel self-conscious about any of my parenting decisions and I really had to trust my instincts very very quickly only to find out that actually my instincts you know I think they're okay I mean we, you know he's now four months and we've survived you know he's he's a happy chappy bother teething and you know I'm starting to feel better about my body I feel better my scar is still a little painful so I'm still working on not working on that but I'm trying to like start to massage it and try and heal um physically and mentally and just just crack on you know we're just trying to be the the best happiest version of ourselves that we can be and because of lockdown we have a bond that is just completely I think unbreakable and the other thing what I appreciated about lockdown is that I didn't have anything to compare it to. So my experience of us in lockdown is the only experience I've ever had. So I didn't know that I was missing out on mum and baby groups and all the fun stuff that I thought I'd be doing as a parent. Um, it, we just got on with it. 
and now things are starting to open up, I'm doing all those wonderful coffee meetups and it's all really fun. And I feel like I've nailed being a mum inside my house. And now it's time for me to like be a mum outside of my house, if that makes any sense at all. So if you are pregnant at the moment, my best advice is everything's going to be okay. So try not to worry. It's a really scary time. Obviously, there's a killer virus and labour and and being in labour and the hospital ward and the maternity unit is all very different. But the people at the hospital are there to keep you safe and protect you. So try not to let corona worry you because that's not your responsibility. That's the hospital's responsibility to make sure that you are safe and well when you're there. Your responsibility is just to stay as calm as possible, be as open as possible and not, and go with the flow. You know, I was, my birthing plan was very different to my actual birth. You know, my birthing plan was all like a water birth and essential oils and candles, not real ones, the fake flickery ones and all sorts of wonderful like sensory lighting and music and all very zen and hippie. And I ended up having an induction for three days and an emergency C-section. So it couldn't have been any different. But it was still the very best experience of my life. I loved my birth. I loved my birthing story. I had, it was the most positive time ever. So just, it's all about mindset. And I think I had an open mindset ready to go with the flow. And we made the best of it. So just try and make the best of it. Because this is once in a lifetime you're never gonna you know have this experience again and there's always something positive to take out of it even in the middle of a COVID-19 pandemic so just be brave you've got this Hans. Is your baby unsettled? Perhaps they are crying in obvious pain. Maybe you have been told they have colic and reflux or perhaps you are in the solid stage but your child is uncomfortable and not sleeping well. Then adopting the methods of biological care and biological weaning by baby cues, which thousands of parents around the globe are calling life-changing, is for you. Learn to nurture your child alongside their digestive development from newborn to two years of age, while understanding their full array of cues, including their six wind cues. Check out www.babycues.info where you will find self-help books and oodles of free advice. Take the step toward a calmer life now. The first episode back would not be complete without me talking about breastfeeding. Eek! If you listen to series one of The Clueless Mum, you will know that I <laughs> was, I think I called myself a wanker, if I remember correctly, because I had really wanky views about breastfeeding. I was really like, it's so natural. It's so easy. Women that don't breastfeed are so lazy. And then the more I got pregnant, the more I realized that actually, like, that's just not the case. And for some women, it doesn't work. But still, I think in the back of my head, I kind of had a little, a little bit of smugness, like, (laughs) it's going to work for me you know, but just sort of kind of, just a hint, not a lot, but just a hint of like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to nail it. And then I gave birth and in the hospital, he latched really well. And I thought, yeah, winning. And we came home 
And it was, I think the only way I can describe my breastfeeding journey was walking through the depths of hell and across hot coals with bare feet that never ended. It was the most horrific, difficult time of my entire life by a mile. I would rather have 50 more inductions and 50 more C-sections than go through that breastfeeding journey ever again. It was so hard. And I'll never forget like the day my milk came in, which is the day that you fall into a deep depression (laughs) because... I don't know, it's like it's the baby, days of the baby blues, whatever it is, like it's it's the day that everybody warns you about. When your milk comes in, brace yourself because you're going to hit the floor. And on that day, not only did my milk come in, but I went on to latch and my boobs were so sore that my nipple exploded blood in his mouth. And I didn't realise this had happened. So he latched on, my boob exploded, I pulled him out and I just saw blood in his mouth And I shat myself because I didn't know if it was coming from me or from him. And I literally was like, is it coming from me or is it coming from him? I don't know whether it's coming from me or him. Luckily, it was coming from me. But the fear that he was like bleeding from his mouth, I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. It was so traumatic. And my nipples, I mean, I used everything. I used nipple cream. I used nipple shields. The Every time he latched, I would bite down. I'd have to bite down on something because the pain. I would cry. I would scream out. I bloody hated it. And the first three weeks were hell, literally hellfire on earth. And then after three weeks, it got slightly better. I topped up with formula, which when the midwife came around and he'd lost I think they come around, was it day three or day five? It's all a bit of a blur. But the first midwife appointment came around, they weighed him and he'd lost over 10% of his birth weight. So she was like, I really think that you should top up with formula. And I was like, sold, (laughs) done. So I just started doing it literally just to top up with formula and it just took the edge off, which was fantastic. And I don't even know how we lasted. So we, we, it was just a battle to the point where, like he would scream if I actually got my boob out he'd literally look at my boob and scream and let me tell you that's not the usual reaction when I get my boobs out (laughs) people love it but not Zeke he would look at my boob and then just start screaming and then I'd be trying to like shove my boob in his mouth and he'd start like choking um and screaming and crying and then go really red-faced and scream and cry and then choke and then because he was crying choke on his tears and choke on his own saliva but at the same time he'd be screaming because he's hungry and it was just the biggest like head fuck if I'm honest it was it was really emotional it was so difficult so I ended up breastfeeding for three months we hit the three-month mark and then almost exactly at 12 weeks or well three months it was but it was between 12 weeks and actually his three-month birthday he just decided he was not going to take the boob like it was going okay I was exclusively breastfeeding overnight and I loved it because 
I've got like big saggy boobs so I could lie down on my side and my boob would fall under my armpit and then I could just slide it into his mouth and then we could fall asleep together literally cuddling while he's breastfeeding it was perfect and but the day was really difficult so the day I'd top up that I tried to breastfeed he wouldn't like it and then I'd top up with form do a feed as much as I could and then top up with formula and all of a sudden, just overnight, he just wouldn't take the boob. And it was that screaming, and he would arch his back and pull away. And I just didn't have the emotional strength to fight it. So I stopped. And what's one thing people don't tell you, they, they warn you when your milk comes in to brace yourself because you're going to hit the floor in terms of baby blues and depression. But what they don't tell you is when you stop breastfeeding, it come, you get the same. And so for about a week, maybe 10 days, I was depressed. I fell into like a depression. I felt like crap. I felt like a terrible mother. I felt obviously mum guilt. I felt low. I couldn't pull myself out of it. I felt angry at myself. I felt aggy all the time, irritable. And I was depressed. And it was really tough because I wasn't prepared or expecting that to be and I still miss breastfeeding I wish we could have gone on longer I would have loved I wasn't ready to stop I think that's what it was I really wasn't ready but he kind of made the decision for me because I didn't have the effort I didn't have the energy or the effort to to continue fighting him like you're literally all I wanted to do was feed him it's a really strange thing it's like hun you're hungry I've got the milk but yet you're crying when I put my boob near you. It's just, I don't, I don't, I'll never understand why that happens. And I think, you know, if there's anybody out there that's got any tips of why babies do that, because it's just so odd that they would not want to latch onto your boob. It's very strange. So yeah, my breastfeeding journey was a bit of a bust, really. I tried. I did three months. I think that's fairly good going. Um, I wasn't ready to stop, but I did. And now he's on formula. And, oh, trying to push out a poo. <laughs> Quite apt. And I'm okay with it. You know, we've come to terms with it now. It's been about a month since I've stopped breastfeeding. And I feel better within myself. My hormones have leveled out. And, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, we were into a good routine. That's the thing about formula. You know how much he's getting. So you don't feel any guilt about whether or not you're feeding him enough because you can see it so if you're planning on breastfeeding be prepared because it's not easy it is almost impossible your nipples I mean my nipples were red raw and bleeding which is not fun but when they latch it is the most wonderful feeling when your baby latches onto your boob and they have a good feed there's nothing like it in the world and whether you stop breastfeeding at two days or two weeks or two months or two years, you're going to get mum guilt. So you have to do what is best for you. I wasn't quite ready to stop breastfeeding, but at the same time, it was the right decision for me at that time. And when you decide to stop breastfeeding, you must know that it's the right decision for you. And it's okay, whatever that, that time period is, because... Yeah, I mean, full respect to women that do it and struggle through because I couldn't. But I did my best. 
So that's all I can ask for, really. And that's that. So thank you again for joining. I'm so pleased to be back. I've missed you guys so much. And I look forward to you joining me for another few weeks of this crazy journey that is parenting. See you next week, darlings. Bye.